Pinball Podcast Network. Hey there, welcome back to Whitlock and the Vaughn, a fantasy basketball podcast presented by Fanball. I am Aaron Whitlock, joined as always by John Knight Vaughn. Uh, we are live on Periscope every Monday at 6, breaking down the uh, the upcoming week of NBA games. Podcast will go live on Tuesday at noon. Uh, you can tweet at us using the hashtag WATV or tweet directly at us with any questions, thoughts about the show, uh, daily advice at Aaron J. Whitlock for me and at JK underscore the Vaughn for JK the Vaughn. Uh, JK, how was your all-star weekend? It was pretty good. Not I bad. mean, what'd you, th- what'd you think overall? The uh, I thought Saturday was a joke. Saturday I was rough. Saturday was rough. Saturday was bad. Saturday was as bad as it gets. Uh, yesterday was more entertaining than past years, but I, you know, there's still no defense. But at the same time, I see why not. Why there isn't any defense? Yep. What the concern is there? I, they made a big show of of saying I, that there was more defense yeah, during the game. Definitely. It was cool to see different the, the the teams like the LeBron and Steph, like the different players within playing each other that you wouldn't normally see. Usually, you're used to East and West. You had the mixing and matching with, you know, LeBron and yep. Durant. And you had Durant and Russ in there. So, yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. I thought overall it was pretty sweet. I think they've got a good format there. They said they're going to televise the draft yeah. probably next year. Yeah, that's definitely going to happen. Without uh, They have to. The social media outrage and the media coverage of it was was unbearable at the end. The The pregame leading up to it was one of the strangest things yeah. I've ever seen. Between the introduction Kevin Hart's thing. introductions or whatever, that's with, like... Why him? Why yeah? Why him and the, kind of the corny jokes? But then also like I couldn't help but like that was a long intro between the two teams. Like, yeah, that took a while. It took like, at least a half hour. Did you pay attention to the the Clippers and Lakers girls? Like that weird clap and twist motion that they did for that full know, thirty I w- minutes. I wasn't really paying attention to that. No, <laughs> I started to, to feel bad for these videos. girls. It's just this full like clap low or wait clap high. Oh, here come the arms. Clap and down. Oh, it was just absolutely bizarre. I felt so bad. Like the exact same little movement for like thirty straight minutes. Jeez, it no, was, I didn't uh, see that. <laughs> it was just like one of those things where, like, after you notice it, you like kind of can't stop watching. You're like, man, do they do this the entire time? Uh yeah, yeah, they do. And then the Fergie national anthem, of course. Yeah, that was. She, I guess she apologized for it today. I was reading about it right before we came on. I guess she said she was trying to to go for a different tone and it wasn't received well. But she, <laughs> she said it wasn't. She wasn't trying to slight. You know, America or, you know, the national anthem, but... It was bizarre, yeah, man. That was that one was of the weird. stranger things I've ever seen. The reactions, too, with, because they had Draymond Green on there. It was just like... Uh. Dre, like, Chance was kind of laughing. Yeah. Uh, God, even Steph was kind of just like... Uh, they showed Jimmy Kimmel in the seen. stands, and he was giggling. That was kind of funny. Uh, how about Jimmy Butler? Did you see the rumors around him being, like, so hungover? He, that's why he didn't play in the game? <laughs> I know they were pushing the he had an illness or whatever. Yeah. That was why. He- <laughs> no, I heard rumors that he was, like, absolutely bombed, like, the night before. <laughs> LA's nightlife undefeated. And then came, yeah, and then came in and was like, no. Nah. Because I think he lives out in Malibu now. So he has a he lives in Malibu in the offseason. Excuse me. He lives in Malibu, California in the offseason. I don't think he's too far from LA. So I, and I imagine he knows people out there, so he must have just – Got after it. That's what I heard. I've seen oh, it a man. bunch of times. I need a one day an oral history of the 2018 All Star Game and how Jimmy Butler <laughs> yeah. did it too big on it was Saturday kinda, night. I would say the events. It was a weird, weird All Star Game in that it seemed like the events outside of the actual basketball were more entertaining. You had the newscaster say those things about uh, LeBron yep. leading up to that. Sure. Then you had LeBron give it like that was right before his press conference, I think, or it was just like the media. 
right. uh, press conference. And you had that going. You had the national anthem stuff. You had like the team stuff. It just, yeah, it didn't even seem like the stuff on the court. Like, what was the entertaining thing on court? You had the Russ and the Embiid thing, which was kind of funny. That was kind of funny. Russ daring Embiid to shoot a three. He hits a three. Russ tries to come down and slam one in his face, and Embiid rejects him. Yep. Yeah, there, weren't, there wasn't really a ton of stuff during the game. Yeah. The three-point shootout was yeah. kind dunk, of eventful. Dunk contest. I got beef with – I I saw you tweeted out, Smith got robbed, and Donovan Mitchell, great player, but he just did everyone else's dunks. Yeah, like his first dunk was kind of cool. He like, just repeated Vince Carter's a bunch of Vince Carter dunks. Was the off the backboard into another dunk? Was that? I at thought least? that was him too, or oh, that was gosh. somebody else did that. I thought somebody had done something similar. I thought that was the most original thing that he had. But yeah, other than that, it was just maybe someone else didn't do that. No, someone else. I think he did it off a smaller hoop. That's why it was different. But still, I mean, Larry Nance Jr. redid his dad's dunk though, but which was, I mean, you knew that was coming. That was you knew that was. Uh, for sure going to happen. But him redoing Vince Carter's dunk with a Vince Carter jersey, and he's not even – what's the connection? Yeah, and what's the – I just didn't like that overall theme. That It just felt like it went on far too much of like uh, – okay, like the Larry Nance thing is one, I guess, for the grand – but then his second dunk too is another dunk that's been done before, the under the backboard coming into a windmill. Like that's been, Has it really been done? Who by who? Uh, that's what I'm trying to I didn't even, I didn't even know that. Uh, I thought Larry Nance only did the redid his dad's dunk. You knew that was going to happen. I mean, that had to happen. It was, and the pageantry of it is cool. I I just have, like, my problem is the best dunk of the night happens by a guy in the first round who gets eliminated in the first round. Smith Jr.'s, yeah. yeah. That, the Between the legs switching hands was yeah. the best dunk of the night. I don't yeah. think there's any question about that. The double tap is a close second. The double, the tap, double tap was sick. Which the I, double tap was so sick. At first, I was giving Nance some shit because he was, like, kind of trying to pump up the crowd, which I don't think people realized what he did when he first did it because I didn't either. I was like, dude, you can't try and sell your own dunk afterwards. Yeah. Because, like, you didn't really get that much of a reaction. It was one people saw the replay and they're like oh shit he, he double tapped, tapped it. yeah and that was like all right that's a pretty sick dunk pretty unique but uh, overall yeah just didn't have a lot of like uh, not a lot just no no real great innovation a lot of callbacks you know donovan mitchell breaking out the old school jersey kind of just felt like a flop after having already seen nance do it uh yeah i don't know not great if you're, if you're with us here tonight on monday only three more days without daily fantasy i know three more days I without know. the nba uh, but we're here to uh, to get you set you got up. 30, 33 days left before the playoffs start. Yeah, yeah. So just just over a month, a little over a month, and uh, let's get into it. Let's do it. All right, we got Thursday. Thursday we got a full slate of games. Uh, my stud for the night going to be Joel Embiid checking in at ten thousand two hundred as of right now. Could still see some adjustments before the Thursday slate rolls around. He's playing against the Chicago Bulls. Uh, last time out, a couple weeks ago, Embiid, uh, he finished with 36 fan ball points against the Bulls. Not great, but I'm just not really that worried about it. Uh, after that dud, he ripped off eight straight double-doubles, uh, averaging 51 fan ball points per game over that stretch. The Bulls will come into this one giving up the fifth most fan ball points to opposing centers. They rank 25th in defensive rating, and they are allowing more rebounds to anyone except for the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, so not great there for for interior defense Mm-mm. and beach should be plenty rested following the all-star break. He was nice in the all-star game had 19, I think, uh, and, and should be ready to pick up right where he left off. Um, something we're going to start kind of calling out here. Some of the top priced, uh, players you're going to be looking at for Thursday night. You're going to have Russ checking in at 12, six against Sacramento, LeBron at 12, four against Washington, 
and then Kevin Durant at 10-3, pretty significant drop-off against the Clippers. Uh, you could do a LeBron Russ stack, but that's going to take about half of your salary right there. You're going to be yeah. you're going to be looking at probably at 4100 or below for all six of your other players, so that's going to be very tricky especially given the uh everyone's I feel like this parse portion of the season everyone has been rested now. Yep. And all the kind of nicks and knacks and injuries that have happened over the past month, 3 weeks, 2 weeks that haven't involved surgery, a couple guys have had surgery. But the ones that haven't involved surgery, they'll all be healthy and coming back. I totally agree. We've kind of hit this reset point where at least until any more injuries Correct. or something happens out, right. following the All-Star break, like you're not going to come into Thursday and find some just incredible values at 4,000 and below. Like a couple guys, I think, you, I think you're going to – the Magic are, are getting back a couple guys, right? Yep. Ball, Lonzo Ball is going to be coming back. Yeah. Love is still out for the Cavs. Collison's still out for the Pacers. Trying to think who else. I think that I think Love and Collison are but still. But most out. of those prices have kind of already adjusted, like you yeah. said. Like there's just not there's not any at least as we come right out of this All Star break. So I would think about fading Russ. Uh, LeBron going against Washington is just can't miss. His last five games against the Wiz, sixty four and ninety three fanball points this year. Then you go back to last year, fifty three, seventy six, seventy five. Uh, so you just really can't fade him in, in that matchup. Uh, so I'd get rid of Russ. He's had 56 and 52 against the Kings this season. Not uh, not bad, but not great. Not what you need at 12-6. Um, Kevin Durant kicks off kind of a, a field of, I think there's about five guys between 95 and 10-3. I like him beat a little bit more than I do KD, but he's probably second in line ahead of, uh, ahead of George, ahead of Steph. Um, he only scored, or he had 40 points and 55 fan ball points the last time he played the Clippers. Oof. Obviously, much different Clipper team now. Yeah. Um, but having watched a lot of Tobias Harris, I don't think it's exactly like he's going to come in there and be a huge defensive asset. Uh, LA does rank ninth in fantasy points allowed since the trade to small forwards, but I think that's fool's gold. I think that's you look at who they've played over that stretch, and it's not as impressive as it looks few other guys to keep an eye on uh as jk alluded to aaron gordon and yep. uh, nikola vujovic should be coming back yes. i think both on thursday uh i believe vujovic has already been cleared aaron gordon still a little murky uh we have them currently listed at six eight for gordon and seven for uh vucevic so you're not getting <clears throat> a huge deal there um but it's a decent matchup against the knicks definitely something to think about and also keep in mind how this might affect mario hazonia i, I have to think Orlando tries to find a place for him as well as he's been playing to try and find more minutes, especially with their their guard plays not very good to begin with. Um, They got rid of Peyton, so yeah, maybe they run a... And you know your season's in the can already rather than continuing to run out Evan Fournier for 30 minutes a game. I mean, Hazoni's been fantastic. Scored 20 or more in his last four games. uh, Averaging 34 fanball points over his last six, but definitely something to keep an eye on. I uh, like Michael Beasley continues to be a strong uh, mid-tier value play oh, going yeah. against Orlando in that game. Uh, only needs 36 to hit his value. Since Chris Tapps has gone down, he has gone for 35, 36, 38, and 39 fan ball points, all right around the value, if not over it. Uh, Beasley's tied with Tim Hardaway Jr. for the most shot attempts uh, since Porzingis went down, 71 each. Um, those two are going to be the guys called upon to create more offense. Uh, Beasley, obviously a much better rebounder. He's averaging nine a game over those four games. So he has the slight edge on Hardaway in my eyes. Uh, another, another one to keep an eye on is the Nets. 
Alan Crabb has been shining recently, just absolutely stroking it from beyond the three-point line. Karis LeVert and Rhonda Hollis-Jefferson, no word yet on whether they will be back uh, for Thursday, but definitely a possibility uh, would hurt the value of Alan Crabb and Joe Harris. But they will be going against the Hornets, who, despite Nicholas Batum's uh, kind of reputation as a strong defender, they rank 25th in uh, fantasy points allowed to shooting guards this season. Uh, I like Tobias Harris on the other side of the matchup against Golden State. He's been very solid. He's first in shot attempts since going over to L.A., uh, averaging 33 fanball points a game since joining the Clippers. Uh, Dwight Howard, he's cooled down a little bit recently after that hot streak he had about mm, two, three weeks ago. Mm. He was really hot. Jesus. He, I mean, he rolled off like, yeah, f- yeah. five 50-point games in seven outings. But he gets Brooklyn. That should uh, give him a nice jump start to his post-All-Star break season. Uh, no team allowing more fanball points to game to centers than Brooklyn, giving up the most points, rebounds, and blocks to opposing big men. Uh, this will actually be Howard Howard and uh, Charlotte's first matchup with the Nets this season. They're going to see him about three times in the next, the next month. I saw that. So that's going to be nice for them. Uh, last year with the Hawks, Dwight had uh, four double-doubles and four meetings with Brooklyn, averaged 37 fanball points, but was only playing about 27 minutes a game. He's averaging 32 this season. My dud for Thursday night will be De'Aaron Fox going against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, Fox seen a big uptick in playing time uh, with the Kings as they go in all in on their youth movement, averaging 30 minutes a game over his last 21 contests, but still just a little overpriced at 6700 uh, needs 36 fan ball points to hit his value at that price, and that's a mark he's hit or exceeded only once in those 21 games. Um, averaging about 27 fan ball points over that stretch, so not terrible, but that's pretty significantly below the value we're looking for at this price, and he will be taking on an Oklahoma City team that's giving up an average of just 34 total fan ball points per game to point guards, the fewest in the league. He's going to have to deal with Russ all night. For a yeah, guy who's kind of considered a mid-tier valued and he's scored 23 and 26 against the Thunder so far this season. Somebody you want to avoid. And I will kick it over to JK for Friday. Yeah, Zach Zach Lowe, sorry, before we get into Friday, did an interesting article saying that there's going to be some really good basketball down the stretch, and there's going to be some really bad basketball down the stretch. Yeah. He goes, the tanking that's, that's already happening between teams like Sacramento, Atlanta, Orlando, Chicago's Phoenix, going to get in there. Chicago will get in the mix in there. The Knicks could certainly jump right into that race with Porzingis done for the year. Yep. He said there's like seven or eight teams that really look just, I mean, bad night in and night out. Memphis. Yeah. So no, there's something just to kind of keep an eye on as we move forward. You're, you're Sacramento right. is definitely a part of that. Part of those. You'll have the top half of well, pretty much the top eight, plus maybe Detroit, maybe Charlotte in the East who look to make a push. But New York, Chicago, Brooklyn, Orlando, Atlanta should done. all just be throwing it in the tank. And then. Well, Brooklyn's not even trying to tank. They don't even know in their first round. Pick. That's right, Brooklyn's. <laughs> but they are. Has no I mean, incentive to tank. Goodness, as a Cavs fan, thank you, Brooklyn, for doing that. But yeah, then Phoenix, Dallas, Sacramento, Memphis, all of them should just be, and everybody else. Will, yeah, it'll be it'll be a tale of uh, two just totally disparate halves of yes. of teams fighting yes. for spots because there's a lot of bit of, a lot of seed movement that could happen in both the West and the East too. Oh, for sure, the West is really tight too. Uh, yeah, going to be very interesting down the second half. Okay, so I got Friday, a big slate of games on Friday. I'm going to go stud. Goran Dragic, or Goran Dragic, uh, $7,700 against the New Orleans Pelicans. Now, Dragic is just coming off his first All-Star game first All-Star game appearance in his career, so good for him. He faces a Pelicans team that ranks 27th in fan ball, slowing down opposing point cards. That's not good. Pelicans are allowing opponents to dish out 24 assists per game. 
which ranks 24th in the NBA. And Dragic on the season is just a hair shy of five assists, 4.9. Uh, the Pelicans are surrendering, so they're twenty, they're twenty seventh in fan ball. The um, fan ball points they're giving up an average is forty three. That's exactly the number that Drogic needs to be of value. So that's a really nice Convenient. spot for Dr- yeah, it is, it is, it is. Uh, Drog, really good spot for Drogic here. Rondo isn't the Rayshon Rondo now is the starting point guard for the Pelicans. He and Holiday are kind of the one two. They got Holiday the two, Rondo at the one. He's in the defensive stalwart that he used to be. He's coming into this game with 110 defensive rating, which is ranked outside the top 150 for all guards in the NBA. And this is kind of an interesting day that we've kind of doing this new format of top price players that Aaron got into on wow, Thursday. Wow, I'm looking at this. This is crazy. LeBron James is, t- is playing t- is playing Friday night as well. $12,400 against Memphis. They only play the Memphis Grizzlies, Grizzlies twice every year because they're the West Conference team, Cavs are East. They played earlier in the season – LeBron was undervalued. He only had like two rebounds. He had 24 points, 13 assists, and two rebounds. And a kind of a blowout game. Could be the same situation. Memphis, like we just talked about a minute ago, they could be tanking. And LeBron's value has jumped up to 12,400. So, and they, they'll be playing against the Wizards Friday, which I would assume would be a more of a competitive game. So you could see LeBron sit the whole fourth against Memphis leading up to that Friday game against Wizards, which it will be on TNT. So he'll want to play for that one big time. James Harden, 12,300. Next guy playing Minnesota. These guys just face each other right no more than right before the break. He came under value. Uh, just missed it. I think he needed 68. He came in with 65. Had a double-double, but still, when you're at $12,300, you're needing all, close to 70 points, and that's tough to get night in and night out. Butler, like we said, missed the game with an illness with the All-Star game, whatever you want to think of that, like we talked about the hungover thing. Should I'd be assume he should be back. Good to go one way or the other, yeah. Yeah. But still, Butler's a tough guy to go against every night. So that's a tough matchup. I would fade it. Um, Anthony Davis, 12,000 versus the Miami Heat. Miami Heat are in the top 10 in fan ball and slowing down opposing power forwards and centers. We don't know what Davis is going to be at. They signed my boy, Emeka Okafor, see Connecticut Huskies Nate, uh, alumni. The glory days. Now, Huskies are terrible now. But so they've been running Okafor out of starting center and Davis at power forward. Uh, the last time they played the Heat, both Davis and Boogie did not have a double double. Wow. So they both came in under value against the Heat. They're pretty stingy against big men. Uh, the next one's Andre Drummond, Aaron's boy, 11,000 versus Boston. He had one great game where he went 20 and 20, and then he had a really bad game, six points, 13 rebounds. Boston's a very good team. I would stay away from Drummond in this matchup. Big Cat goes, uh, Carl Anthony Towns goes against Houston Rockets. Plays the, plays the Houston Rockets as the fifth best team in fan ball slowing down opposing centers. Jokic, this one this one was interesting. Jokic is the next guy behind Cat at $10,300. Okay. And sorry, let me double check to make sure I'm giving you a right price. He is 10000 Is he 10 4 maybe even? Yeah, hold on. 10 3. 10 4. He finished the year with back to back triple doubles. One of those was against the San Antonio Spurs. They play on Friday night. Keep in mind the Spurs were in the middle of a back-to-back right before the All-Star break, traveling in that back-to-back. The Spurs are still a top-10 team in fan ball, slowing down centers. I think it was just you caught the Spurs in a back-to-back tonight before the All-Star game, and Jokic was fired up, ready to go. I don't think he'll get another triple-double again, and his prices come up that high. Out of all those guys, though, that just read off, those are all tough matchups. I guess you got to ride the hot hand with Jokic, right? That's interesting because you've got some incredible. You got three twelve thousand guys. Yeah, you've got an eleven thousand in Drummond. Is is Giannis playing too? You got a, Giannis at eleven seven. Sorry, I have Giannis in here. Yeah, 
Oh, yes, Giannis eleven seven at Toronto. And he's already faced them twice. Undervalue, and Toronto is the second best team in fanball, slowing down small forwards. So you got a ton of the top talent, but all with pretty tough matchups yeah. or matchups where you could see the LeBron, you know, going uh, into a blowout. Uh, Giannis didn't have a double double against. Uh, he's played the Raptors twice. hasn't has has not had a double double in either game against Toronto. That's a that's a hugely important decision because honestly, who you decide to fade in this one is probably going to go a long way with that many top options where you can really change it up among who you're going for for your your kind of real home run hitter here. Exactly. Uh, boy, oh boy. Yeah. So who who, so who I, would you ultimately, if you could only pick one up at the uh, top here, uh, where do you go? Do you go Jokic and free up a little bit of salary? I think I would I would do that just because he's had a triple double. He's had two triple doubles in the past, his past two games. One of them was against San Antonio, who he plays on Friday night. Again, they were in a back to back. It was right before the All Star break. I think the Spurs were just kind of looking ahead. And actually, Aldridge was out that game. Mm-hmm. Aldridge right. was out that game. He's back. He played the All Star game on Sunday. So I would go Jokic. I would go Jokic. I would have a, I'm gonna have a hard time staying away from Anthony Davis. I know that I yeah. know that he didn't play well the last time, but no boogie at all. His usage has been so incredible. Know, it's been insane. I know Whiteside is going to present a tough matchup, but God, I he's twelve thousand now. He's he Davis has jumped up to twelve thousand. I know, I know. He's earned it though. Yeah, a couple other low price guys that I found on Friday night that are some good values. Uh, Miles Turner, Pacers, six thousand six hundred dollars goes against the Atlanta Hawks. They're the the Hawks are the second to last team in fanball slowing down opposing centers. Hawks are allowing a double double to opposing centers: fifteen points, ten rebounds. Whew. Uh, in an earlier season matchup against the Hawks, Turner dropped 38 fanball points, and he only needs 36 fanball points to be of value. So I like Turner. He's well-rested now. He's, he's been banged up the whole first half of the year, I feel like. Concussion, neck, shoulder, this and that. Hopefully the All-Star break will give him rejuvenated sense. And they're also without Darren Collison, so that will in- should increase his usage a little bit as we move forward. Makes sense. DeJounte Murray, $6,100 for the Spurs against the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets are the worst team in fanball, slowing down opponents and point guards. In the last game they played where Jokic had that triple-double, he went for uh, Murray went for 32.5 fanball points. He needs 33 fanball points. We missed it by half a point. <laughs> Again, they were without Aldridge. They were right before the All-Star break. I think the Spurs were looking ahead to the All-Star break. So I still like Murray despite just coming up half a point short, shy. And I'm going to go Jonas Val- Valanciunas against the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, he's been hot. I'm going to heed caution on this one. Heed caution. They've played each other twice, like I talked about with the honest, uh, Raptors and the Bucks. He's never played more than 20 minutes in, that, in either game. Valanciunas? Valanciunas. Because yeah. they don't have a true center, the Bucks. Yep. John Henson's their center. They have him listed as power forward, but they have re- that he's listed as power forward, but they run him out as their starting center. One game, it was a total dud. Uh, Valanciunas went for like six points, 10 rebounds. But the one, the, another game, he played 17 minutes and scored. 41 fanball points. 41 and 17, and 17 minutes. 17 minutes. He had a double-double. It was 20 and 13. That's cooking, Valentinus. Uh, that is What's absolutely up? cooking. The Milwaukee Bucks are dead last in rebounding. Listen, you're not. he's not going to play more than – if he does play more than 20, it's not going to go over 25. He'd caution their Milwaukee's a terrible rebounding team. There just could be lightning in a bottle here. He's had great success against them, even in limited time. 41 fanball, fanball points in 17 minutes is crazy. So he's five thousand seven hundred dollars. Decent price. A little, Decent little price. contrarian play there. It is. It is a little contrarian play there. I like it. I like it. Uh, if you if you're going to go stack some stack some big guys, then Valanciunas is a great little mid level play. Uh, Dud is going to be Donovan Mitchell. 
listen, the guy's on fire right now. Rising Stars game, he was amazing. Dunk contest, amazing. I got to think that that is going to somehow come down the line and bite him in the ass. Don't think he can keep up the, uh, a lot the of, pace. A lot of the rookies, I mean, they all played in the Rising Star game, but a lot of the, I mean, that's a, a lot of the rookies take advantage of that break and really shut it down because there's the rookie wall. It's, it's, Absolutely. It's out there. There's no avoiding it. And Mitchell's playing the Portland Trailblazers, and Mitchell's priced at $8,400. Uh, the Trailblazers ranked 12th in slowing down opposing shooting guards, so that's pretty good, just outside the top 10. And he faced Portland on the 11th here of February. He dropped 39 fanball points. That was without Ricky Rubio on the lineup because Rubio was hurt. And that 39 fanball points was under value. Now, Rubio should be back after the All-Star game, so that's going to cut into Mitchell's usage. So I don't like Mitchell Friday night, 8,400 against Portland. Yeah, he had such a big week leading up to the All-Star you break. I think that takes a lot without out Without Rubio. Oh, Mitchell, yeah, gotcha. Mitchell, yeah, yeah. For for the numbers he was putting up for the price that he's now at reflects, I think, the the Rubio-less usage levels, which will come back down. Exactly. And this and that game against Portland, he didn't have Rubio, and he still was undervalued. So you got to think it's not going to get any better with Rubio back in the lineup. I would agree with you there. Moving on to Saturday. Aaron's got Saturday. Stud's going to be Russell Westbrook checking in at the incredible 12-6. Who knows? Could be up to 13 by this game. Could dip a little. Uh, obviously, $13,000. Just, just pay it. Russell never admit it, but you know these games against Golden State, they mean so much to him. He goes out there with just a little bit extra. He's National got, TV, I'm sure. You better believe it on ESPN. Uh, 58 and 70 fan ball points against the Warriors in two matchups. The 58, he was one assist and one rebound shy of a trip dub. So, really, when you think about it, he gets both of those. Bonus six points uh, for the uh, the triple-double. He really didn't miss 70 by all that much. Um, over their last uh, 10 games, Golden State's allowing the fifth most fan ball points per game to opposing point guards. Uh you know, they seem a little bored. I would imagine they should be able to get up for this game, having lost both previous games to Oklahoma City. Uh, Brody has just been absolutely on fire in the month of February. He's averaging 62 fan ball points per game. Uh, hasn't tallied or has only tallied less than 57 one time in six games. That was 53 points. Uh, he's averaging 13 assists per game for the month. Already has two triple-doubles. He's twice been shy of a triple-double by just one rebound or one assist. Uh, I, I absolutely love the way he's playing. I think he'll come into this game with incredible fire, as he always does against KD and the Warriors. Uh, I'm I'm willing to pay up for it. Uh, the top price, obviously, rests as I just talked about, and then it's a severe drop off. Uh, makes sense now seeing JK's slate of <laughs> of games, yeah, the right. huge 12K. You come down to 10-5 for Carl uh, Anthony Towns is the next highest uh, price player against the Bulls. Already talked about the Chicago Bulls, and I was talking about Embiid earlier. They do struggle to contain opposing centers. Still a little wary about that one. Cat uh, had a double-double against Chicago not too long ago before the All-Star break, but still only had 31 fan ball points. You just get the feeling that Butler will kind of be the focal point once again in this one. Uh, you'll have KD at 10-3, of course, going against Oklahoma City. He's been pretty good of late, uh, really scoring the basketball well. Uh, he's going to have to deal with Paul George. I don't love it. You'll have him beat at 10-2 against Orlando. Mm. Could be a good matchup. Will oh, be yeah. interesting to see him against Vujovic uh, with him back in the lineup, how that affects it. Um, but I wouldn't sleep, lose sleep over it. Steph at 10-1 against OKC. Don't love that, having him having to deal with Russ. Jimmy Butler at 9-9 versus Chicago. I would target that. Oh, big time. 
He uh, absolutely cooked his former team the last time, though, albeit in a loss, scored 62 fan ball points. Dame at 9-8. I'm going to touch on this in just a minute. At Phoenix is almost a must-play. Absolutely love him. Uh, and Ben Simmons at 9-7 against Orlando. He's a guy I'm typically fading. Probably will continue to do it there. Some others I like. Uh, Alfred Payton, currently at 7-6. Wouldn't expect that price to last long uh, going against Portland. Uh, Portland giving up the second fewest fan ball points to opposing point guards, but the way Alfred Payton is playing since joining the Suns, I just don't really yeah, care. Got right that hand. Uh, since since arriving in Phoenix, he went for forty fan ball points in his debut, then forty six and a half, and then the last game before the All Star break, his first game with Devin Booker alongside of him, first triple double of the season, and goes for fifty four point seven five fan ball. Unbelievable! Points. Did not see that coming. I'm, I he's been completely revitalized since getting there. I, I mean, they're still playing terrible basketball, and they're an awful team right now. But yeah. he's offensively, he's been fantastic. I mean, just stuff in the stat sheet. Uh, so I still target him against what's technically on paper a tough matchup. Uh, and then, of course, on the other side, Dame at nine eight. Um, my God, he's absolutely just cooking before the All Star break. Uh, scored 50, 39, and then 44 points in his last three games. Uh, that was good for an average of 58 fan ball points per game over his final three games there. Uh, yeah, and he just went off for 21 in the All-Star game for on uh, 9 of 14 shooting. So doesn't look like he's cooling off. Love him against a, a Phoenix team that struggles to cover guards. Alfred Payton, as well as he's playing offensively, is still a sieve defensively. Uh, Julius Randle at 7-7 going against the Sacramento Kings. He's probably slightly overpriced, but uh, no one has benefited as much as he has from the moves the Lakers made at the trade deadline. Uh, he scored 20 or more points in three straight games since uh, L.A. acquired Isaiah Thomas. He's averaging 38 fan ball points per game for the month of February. Needs 42 to hit his value, uh, a mark that he's hit two times in his last three games, however. Uh, what do we got here? Bulls and the Timberwolves, of course. We talked about this uh, for a second up top. Uh, we'll do battle for the second time after they had a surprisingly thrilling game just before the All-Star break that the Bulls actually won. Uh, Zach Levine scored 35 in that game. That's right. He's back uh, looking healthy, too. He's looking very good. Had 46 fan ball points in that game. Uh, Jimmy Butler didn't walk away with the win, but uh, as I said, he scored 62 fan ball points. Would definitely look at both of those guys. Dwight Powell. At 5,700 for the Dallas Mavericks. Playing against Utah. Tough matchup. Love the price, though. Uh, just needs 31 fan ball points to hit his value. He's hit that in five of his last six games, averaging a steady 32 fan ball points a game. Has done it in the starting lineup. Has done it coming off the bench. Uh, very consistent player right now for the Mavericks. And then finally, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, uh, going back to that Lakers-Kings matchup, uh, getting a ton of minutes right now, averaging 36 minutes per game over his last four. Uh Price at 4.9 is going to go up soon, but God, get this while you can. Uh, only needs 26 fan ball points to hit his value. And since Clarkson and uh, Nance were shipped out of town, he scored 33, 29, and 45 fan ball points. My dud is going to be Tim Hardaway Jr., currently at 5.8, going against the Boston Celtics. Had that massive, massive game right before the yeah. All Star break, dropped in like 33, 34 points. Um, he's going to be one of those kind of mid-level to he's going to creep up into the 6,000 range, uh, guys who you kind of start to look to target almost every night where you're at least thinking about it because of where he's going to sit and his potential to score. But tempting as this one might be with Boston on a back to back, I just don't see it. Uh, Boston is so tough defensively, number one in defensive rating, uh, second in points or fan ball points allowed per game, uh, second in points per game allowed 
period. Um, and, and Boston just hasn't been that bothered by the back-to-backs. Last nine times that they've been playing in a back-to-back, second half of the back-to-back, they're allowing an average of 24 fan ball points to opposing st- small forwards, which is what Tim Hardaway plays. Wow. So, uh, That's a hell of a stat. Uh, it's pretty incredible. They just have not uh, not yielded really much to that position. They really slow the game down. I am uh, I'm fading Hardaway on Saturday. I'll kick it over to JK to close things out. All right, Sunday, Stud. This is a slam dunk fantasy play for everyone. You're definitely going to want to have this guy in the lineup. Anthony Davis, 12,000 against the Milwaukee Bucks. Got to have it. The worst rebounding team in the league. You must have Davis in your lineup on Sunday. Uh, yeah, Milwaukee Bucks, worst rebounding team in the league. Over the last 10 games, they're ranked 24th and slowing down opposing centers. They're allowing big men to to average a double-double, 16 points, 10 rebounds. Davis is second in the league in points in the paint per game. He also leads the Pelicans in usage over the past 10 games at 33%. Again, that's without Boogie Cousins. Uh, some other high-priced guys there. LeBron James playing at San Antonio. That's on ABC Sunday in the afternoon at like 3, 3.30. I'm kind of fading him there. Uh, he's undervalued against – he came in undervalued the last time against the Spurs. It's tough to judge LeBron the first half. In the second half of the new team, he's just been completely different without Isaiah Thomas, still without love here. But San Antonio's a slower team. They uh, Pace-wise, they are a slower team, which I think hurts their what's hurts opponents' fantasy value, no matter who it is. And they're pretty good defensively. I mean, Kyle Anderson is... is, is he's doing his best. He's doing his best. <laughs> with Kawhi Kyle out. Kyle Slomo Anderson. Yeah, with Kawhi out. And then again, I don't know. Does Kawhi come back soon? They're saying before the end of the year, but that's all they've said. Yeah, I there's cer- no really no certainly time don't table. This week. Rudy Gay's been out, but maybe he comes back. So Aldridge should be back. So they're just a good defensive team, though. Popovich knows how to how to dial it up. But with a new team, it's it's tough to kind of feel out. They've only played two games with each other. So wait and see. I would kind of fade LeBron in that spot. I love Davis, uh, James Harden again against Denver. Denver's the second best team in fanball, slowing down shooting guards. He had a double double last time against them, but it's still undervalued with his price so high at twelve three. Yeah. Twelve thousand three hundred dollars. So again, that's kind of a gamble if you want to go there. Joel Embiid against Washington. He had a double double, twenty seven and twelve against them. He was a point or two under last time out against the Wizards. So you could make a gamble there, uh, ten thousand two hundred dollars for Joel Embiid. That's going to be uh, tough, though. That's going to be a second half of back-to-back, and I think three games in four yeah, days for him. Yeah. That would be the only thing I, I worry about but, there. But I wonder if – I was. He's that's why I didn't play, put him. I bet, yeah. but that would be what I worry about in terms of his production. Exactly. And then um, Andre Drummond's up to $11,000 against Charlotte. And same one with Boston. He had, like, a really good game against Charlotte earlier in the year, and then he had kind of a dud. Didn't do well shooting-wise. You know, going against Dwight Howard can be sometimes a little bit challenging. Dwight's hasn't been great on defense recently. They've been struggling, giving up a lot of fan ball points. Yes. While he's scoring a lot, he's giving up a lot. So. Exactly. So that could be. I could sp- see both sides of that. Yeah, I could see. You could. I would. I wouldn't fade him here. I would not fade him here. If you if you think if you could somehow stack Davis and Drummond in your lineup, I would. Oh man, I would do it. You could somehow Jimmy Rickett to do it. I would uh, do it. Yeah, tink, tinker around with it a little bit. Check out that. Yeah. yeah. Sunday you know, fan ball article. Down. Look yeah. for some values. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I so. think about that. Oh yeah. Those are some of the higher price guys. I want to touch on a few of them later, so I won't give them away. Other guys to target: Eric Bledsoe, seven thousand one hundred dollars. Again, I'm targeting the Pelicans point guards. They're ranked twenty-seven in the fan ball, slowing down opposing point guards. Bledsoe's value benchmark is thirty-nine fan ball points, and he's he surpassed that mark 
five times out of his last six games. He's really been on a hot streak. Yes, he's been playing much better. Finds like or seems like since Delhi went down, maybe just a few more minutes. Yeah. He's really found his place with that team though, finally. He's really yeah. clicked in. It could take some time because he missed our he missed one or two games with injury, but it just takes time to get chilled in the new team. Absolutely. Yeah. New coach too. They fired kid midway through the season. So right. that's like a whole transition there. So so it seems like he's found his ground in Milwaukee. I'd like him against New Orleans on, on Sunday. Again, I'm going back to the well, DeJounte Murray against the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's I was struggling writing this down. They're they're still in the past with the new team. They've been better defensively. They're not great still, but they're not as bad as they were. Yeah, we're still figuring it out, too, yeah, what, what they're going to be. So their point guard with Isaiah, with Isaiah Thomas, they were opposing point guards, were feasting against the Cavaliers. And DeJounte Murray is playing the $6,100, facing the Cavs on Sunday. They they ranked 28th in fan ball, slowing down and point cards. They've only, Again, the new team's only played twice, so that number's not going to move with the only two games. They've allowed opposing point cards to score 18 points and nine assists against them, the Cavs. And the Cavs are dead last in the league, allowing 25 assists to be dished out against them. Opponents assist. Okay. So that's something to keep in mind is Murray's point card, so dishing it out. And then my follow-up is Marcus Aldridge will be back. The Cavs are the dead worst team in fan ball, slowing down opposing power forwards. In the last matchup, Aldridge dropped 50 fan ball, fan ball points against the Cavs. He only needs 47 to be of value. And the Cavs are still without Kevin Love, and there's really no size to go with, with against Aldridge. Tristan Thompson's undersized. Nance, Nance could be a better matchup for him, but Aldridge has a decent bit of size on Nance, a decent bit of Yeah, and you know LBs. San Antonio needs to go to him for offense. Yep. And then yeah. my last guy I like is I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Blake Griffin, nine thousand six hundred dollars at Charlotte, like you said. Batum kind of goes three four. Yeah, he can he move kind around. of swing around, and I think they may put him on Blake with with Stanley Johnson, not as big of a factor as a small forward on, on offense. So Griffin, the last time out against the Charlotte Hornets was with the LA Clippers. He dropped forty eight fan ball points this season. Since joining the Pistons, he leads the team in, in usage at twenty three percent. Over the Hornets' last 10 games, they've surrendered 42 fanball fan ball points to opposing power of forwards. So I like Blake Griffin there, $9,600 against Charlotte. My dud is going to be, this is just, this is pure gut, and it's going to sound Ooh, crazy. Wow. I'm going Chris Paul dud against the Denver Nuggets. Now, we've already, t- I think, we, at least I have touched on it, I think Aaron has too. The Nuggets are the worst team in fanball slowing down opposing points. Yeah, you don't hear dud too often against point guard against the Nuggets. You do not hear that. Going out on a limb here. All right, Paul let's hear has just not played. He's not been of fantasy value. Now he, it's not like he hasn't been playing well for the Rockets. He's still a great player, and has been, and they're doing fantastic with him in the lineup. But in terms of fantasy value, he's priced at nine thousand two hundred dollars. He needs fifty fanball points with that number. He's hit that number only twice in his past ten games. And in those in this past ten games, he's actually faced the Nuggets, and only went from twenty five fanball points against Oof. the worst team in fanball, slowing Oof. down opposing points. Okay, mm. it sounds crazy. Here, it hurt. sounds crazy. I know people. It sounds crazy. This is a gut thing. Just the way that team was working, he doesn't need to be as a point scorer, assist, everything else. He just kind of has to manage the floor, play defense. He doesn't need to do as much as he used to with the L.A. Clippers, and I think that's something that he looked for as he gets older in his career, where the burden isn't as heavy. Yeah, as it as a burden isn't as heavy as it was when he was with the Clippers. And with his price at nine thousand two hundred dollars, he's got to get fifty. I just don't like it. 
All right. I like the bold call. Thanks so much for joining us. You got your Thursday through Sunday. You're all set now. We'll, of course, be cranking out the dailies. New uh, new daily writer. We got Evan. Uh, I don't know his last name yet, but shouts Evan. Shouts just the same. He's just he's like Cher, Beyonce, Evan. Evan B. I think his last name begins with a B. We'll call him Evan B. Evan B. I like that, actually. Yeah. It's like Bob Evans, Evan B. There you go. We'll do something with that. Uh, 3v3 returns next week. Yes, finally. Get back to it. Uh, I'm never going to have to suffer the consequences for my three-game uh, losing streak because J.K., uh, has decided I'm not gonna have to do that. I guess. Uh, what a what a trying nice to guy. export a pepper from <laughs> out of the country, and it's very difficult. New laws, new immigration laws are making that tough. <laughs> uh, well, thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll be back with a full week of NBA basketball. Thanks for for sticking us out with us. I know it's hard. We're all fiending for NBA basketball, but we'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening, folks.